This is COVID-19 Seattle. I'm Dave Ross. And I'm Aaron Granillo. We are going to do a quick update on treatments for the coronavirus. Are you ready, Dave? I'm ready. All right. First up, hydroxychloroquine. The FDA has revoked the emergency use of that drug, saying recent data shows no benefits for coronavirus patients. Dr. Gordon Cohen tells us that's not entirely surprising. It's an anti-malarial drug, and COVID-19 infection is caused by the coronavirus, which is a virus. So you need an antiviral drug. And we've now found that remdesivir, which is an antiviral drug, works on the virus, not surprisingly. And hydroxychloroquine and chloroquine, which are anti-malarials, don't work on the virus. President Trump, of course, famously admitted that he had been taking the drug. It is simply ineffective, according to the FDA, not harmful. But there is another possible new therapy for COVID-19. Some smaller studies show that low-dose radiation can help someone get over the infection faster. Here's Dr. Gordon Cohen again. It's a small group of patients. It was actually five patients at a single institution, but they were treated with whole lung radiation. And the median age, this is what's interesting, the median age was 90. They ranged from 64 to 94. Four were actually nursing home uh, residents with multiple comorbidities. So these were the worst possible patients at the highest risk. And um, within 24 hours of receiving a single radiation treatment, three of the patients uh, were able to come off of oxygen. Basically, within five days, all these very old patients were markedly improved. And there was only one of the patients who didn't really improve. And again, this was a very small sample. You had five patients, four of whom improved. But that improvement was dramatic enough that the doctors considered it very encouraging. Elsewhere in the medical field today, researchers from Oxford University announced the first drug shown to save lives among severely ill coronavirus patients. CBS medical contributor Dr. David Agus explains what it is. A drug called dexamethasone, which is a simple steroid that is either intravenous or an oral pill, um, was able to decrease uh, the death rate of patients with COVID-19 on a ventilator. Yeah, those results show it reduced deaths by 35% for patients who needed a breathing machine and by about 20% in those only needing supplemental oxygen. And Dr. Agus is saying that more American hospitals could now start using dexamethasone. Many patients in the United States will begin on this treatment, again, awaiting the real data from the publication, where afterwards it may become much more standard of care. And not only is this considered a major breakthrough by the researchers, but the drug is cheap and is widely available. But ultimately, uh, all of these treatments are just going to serve essentially as stop gaps until a vaccine is made available. That's right. And the vaccine could be coming sooner, possibly by the end of the year, we're told. It's now undergoing tests to make sure that it's not just safe but effective. That's Operation Warp Speed, yes? Yes, something like that. Restaurants and retail stores could soon be a bit busier across King County. Executive Dow Constantine says the county applied to move to phase two of Governor Inslee's Safe Start plan. If approved, that next phase could start as soon as this Friday. Now, this wouldn't change it a ton. You'd see a few more tables at restaurants, a few more customers in retail stores. It would put Seattle and Bellevue on par with Snohomish and Pierce counties. Now, the question as we reopen is if we're doing so safely.
And Hannah Scott told us this morning that masks will be a critical part of that. So why not make mask wearing mandatory? Well, Lillian Bravo with the Yakima Health District explains why we're not forcing people to wear masks. Moving into enforcement would take a whole nother level of uh, coordination and partnership. And at this point, we're seeing that focusing on education and making masks easily accessible was the right choice, as we have seen a significant increase in people wearing masks. It's always better to try and get voluntary compliance rather than force people. And I've certainly noticed that in my neighborhood, uh, people wear masks as a matter of course now in grocery stores. Have you seen the same thing? Yeah, absolutely. In grocery stores, I think the majority of people are still wearing them. Of course, all of the clerks are required to wear them. Interesting note, though, Dave, I went down to Lewis County over the weekend for a camping trip in Chehalis, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, I stopped by a coffee shop because I was very tired in the morning because my child decided to wake up at the break of dawn uh, in the middle of of her tent. (laughs) So, uh, you know, we needed a, a cup of joe, and nobody was wearing a mask down in Lewis County. Now, the people behind the counter were wearing masks, of course, but Nobody inside was, so... Yeah, well, that's Lewis County. In Lewis County, right. everybody knows everybody else. That's <laughs> So they trust each other. Fair point. And, and also, to be fair, I mean, Lewis County does not have a, a huge outbreak going no. on there as well. Uh, one more note. Governor Jay Inslee will visit Yakima today to meet with leaders in local government, uh, health care, and also business leaders will be there uh, to discuss the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. The meeting will be closed door, but outdoors and from a safe social distance And they'll likely be discussing ways the state can help curb the spread of the virus, which may mean expanded hospital capacity and testing. And according to Hannah's report this morning, there are 324 new cases and four more deaths yesterday. That total number of cases is now to 26,000. This is statewide, 26,158 and 1,221 deaths. And in Yakima, 26 percent of coronavirus tests are coming back positive There have been over 5,000 confirmed cases, 121 deaths. That makes the death rate from confirmed cases 2.2%. If you go to President Trump's rally in Oklahoma this weekend, you'll have to sign a waiver. This indoor event with seating for nearly 20,000 people requires a signed statement that you cannot sue the campaign or the venue if you contract the virus. Here's a quote. By clicking register below, you are acknowledging that an inherent risk of exposure to COVID-19 exists in any public place where people are present. By attending the rally, you and any guests voluntarily assume all risks related to exposure to COVID-19. I know the governor there is, I think he's asking the campaign to at least hold it outside. Yeah, well, that's not going to happen. He wants to hold it inside. And I was talking with David Farenthold from Washington Post this morning. I asked him, if is could it actually happen that there are empty seats at this rally because of the fear of COVID-19? He says, probably not. It's mm. People who are Trump believers are Trump believers, and they will believe that they are safe until something happens to tell them otherwise. So I imagine he'll get a, a good turnout. He himself, of course, has reported that there were about one million requests mm-hmm. for tickets, despite that very clearly printed warning on the website. Nationally, former Vice President Joe Biden has a strong lead over the president's but the president right now leading in Oklahoma. He won that state by 34 percent in 2016. That state moved to phase three on June 1st, and the phases do mean slightly different things in every state. But for Oklahoma, summer camps there are up and running, and everyone is also back at work. And rallies are back, Aaron. Don't forget (laughs) the most important part. Apparently so.
We will be back tomorrow and every day after with a 10-minute rundown of the daily local news. You can subscribe to this podcast. You can also find our news coverage on MyNorthwest.com or listen live at 97.3 FM.